Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren here. And your co-host, Brad Pobble. Yay, Yay. Back to normal. We're Randy's in the room, but he is not hosting today. He's quiet. He's he's excited about that. We still love him, though. A little bit. <laughs> so I do. I want to start off today's episode. I know you guys missed me last week, and we got a really good question from a listener out in Virginia. So we have a note from Ryan. Ryan said... Hey, Lauren, really looking forward to having you back this week. Uh, Randy was okay, but really glad you're back. So oh, wanted to share that with everybody. I could see. Actually, I received several of those <laughs> letters in the mail. <laughs> so thank you, Ryan. Your gift is on the way. We want to talk podcasts today. I know it's kind of weird because you're listening to a podcast and we're just going to talk about podcasts. But truth be told... You know, with everything going on this year, I was actually talking to one of my contacts at ILTA the other day, and, you know, he brought this up, too. Everybody, regardless of the industry, they're looking for different outlets. You know, we can't do in-person networking events. We can't do trade shows. We can't do meeting up with coffee, you know? So people are really looking for those alternatives, and podcasts have really risen to the top as one of those alternatives to help you network within your industry and network with clients and get your brand out there. So, I mean, crazy. There's close to a million active podcasts over there, just over 850,000 podcasts out there, um, and over 30 million podcast episodes. Wow. I know. That's crazy. That's a big number. I'm, I'm glad we're a part of that. <laughs> we're one of those numbers. Half of U.S. consumers actually listen to podcasts, and that's people over the age of 12, and that's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in this world. I think they're missing a demographic right there. There needs to yeah. be a 12 and under podcast. Maybe there is. Maybe. It's probably not ours, but. If it was, they don't listen. Because... <laughs> or they do. All of our podcasts are our children. <laughs> children of Lexicon. <laughs> Daddy's on the show. Let's tune in. <laughs> um, so the cool thing about today actually is we have our producer for our podcast, Ooh. The Lex Factor, Justin Fisher. He is here today. And so if the podcast goes really bad, it's because no one is manning the back end. <laughs> <laughs> He can't do both at the no, same he can't. time. So it's a toss-up. Uh, welcome, Justin. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So good to see you here. Yeah. I know. We usually see you behind the glass. I yes. forget what you look like. I know. <laughs> How is it to be on the front side of the podcast? Weird, because I'm like overanalyzing everything <laughs> on my end. <laughs> He's like, Lauren, can you get closer to the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about all the things that I'm going to have to edit. Of myself. That you're oh. going to sell. Oh. <laughs> He's going to make so himself difficult. sound better than yeah. everybody. He's like, this is Justin, your, your, your host, host of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he covers all three. Right. <laughs> Justin, tell me about your life. Well, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, me. Right. <laughs> you're looking very nice today. Thank you. I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Because if we are going to dive deep into podcasts and what they can do for you as a firm and, you know, how to reach people through podcasts, I'd love to hear more of your background mm -hmm. so that can resonate a little better. Yeah. So my primary background is actually in audio specifically. I've worked at a studio for almost 20 years, wow. I guess. How old um, are you? Uh, 22. 
I I will be celebrating my 40th birthday oh, in a month. Happy oh, so, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. I'm not looking forward to it. The big <laughs> you don't look a day over well, 39. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, too, because my wife and I, it's our 15-year wedding anniversary this year. Congratulations. And I'm turning 40, thank you. And we were going to, like, have a big thing and, like, go travel mm, and go to Vegas can't. and stuff. and Not sharing COVID. COVID. Yeah. So, Ruins everything. Yeah, I know. So anyway, uh, yeah, I've been doing uh, audio for close to 20 years and, you know, everything from bands to film to radio commercials and Movies. Every, everything in between. Yeah. So are you that way at home, too? Do you oh, have yeah. a really nice setup for watching movies and things like that, too? Or uh, Kind of. Yeah, but mostly in my studio at home, which mm-hmm. I think pretty much anybody that's in audio, like, eat, uh, breathes. Yeah. And- I was going to say, I feel like people in your industry, it's their home life and their work life. It's yeah. just who they are. Yeah, much to uh, the dismay of my of wife. Of your wife. Because <laughs> I'm always working. <laughs> you know, even when I'm at home, I'm working. Um, if it's stuff that I want to work on or, like, other client stuff or anything like that, it's, like, it's always on. Are you, you know? just saying that because your boss is listening? I no. work from home every day. <laughs> every night. It's nonstop. <laughs> I picture something happening at home and you'd be like, I'm, I'm recording. Would you be quiet? <laughs> but he really just wants everybody to leave him alone. <laughs> Tell me, what is something that a, you know law firms should consider when setting up to do their own type of podcast to reach audiences? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's so much. So number one is obviously content. Um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people just say, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And (laughs) then they spend a week thinking, Oh, we actually have to come up with stuff to talk about. about? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and and not only figuring that out, but okay. So who's going to come up with that information and who's going to consistently come up with that information? Randy. That's my (laughs) answer. (laughs) Randy will do it. First consideration. Do you have a Randy? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Do you need a Randy? <laughs> Would you like a Randy? <laughs> One fifty an hour. <laughs> so, and and kind of similar to that is is talent. So, mm-hmm. okay, do you have the content? Who's going to deliver that content? Right. You know, coming up with people that are interesting to listen to and can help facilitate that information. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm. That's a lot of time involved in. Very research and firsthand, it takes some time, so yeah. you know. And people don't always consider like how much of a time investment it is to do a podcast, especially if you're doing weekly. You mm-hmm. know, you got to put a lot of work into. As you all know, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to tell you guys, but um, did somebody pay him to say this? <laughs> <laughs> well, not just Cut I. I know your time is probably triple <clears throat> our time. I wouldn't say that on the back end. I mean, there's obviously a substantial amount, but, you know, just coming up with everything and and doing the research. But, yeah, I mean, after we're done, then I got to put the time into doing the edits and Mm -hmm. exports. And there's a lot of editing. Yeah, there is. (laughs) You have no idea what you guys are missing out on that you cut. But you do, like, and that's a good point, too. Before you even get into the content, what's your goal? You know, are you just here to entertain? Are you trying to sell something? Are you trying to educate? What is your goal? Because your content is going to be based on that. Who your guests are is going to be based on that. And it's Mm -hmm. even, do you feel that you're competent enough as a host to 
achieve that goal yeah. through your content. And uh, optimally, all of those things. Yeah. You know, if, if anybody listens to podcasts, I'm sure they can pretty much agree that all of those things factor into holding people's interest. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's super dry, they're going to lose interest. Or if the information is stuff they already know, they're not going to listen. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to factor in all of those. Yeah. Besides that, where you're going to record it. You know, do you have space on your own? Do you not have access to that kind of space to record in? Because, I mean, that's a whole other conversation in and of itself. Is it easy to do on your own or is it better to find a studio? uh, Lots of people think it is. Yeah. Everybody thinks it is. You know, I mean, working in audio for so long, I've had so many people like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And then I listen to it after they've done it. And it's like, Uh, yeah, the quality, you can generally to help you out a little bit. I run into that a lot from the technology side. Oh, sure. You know, everybody, you know, with technology getting easier and easier, Mm -hmm. it's there's software out there that does the Mm -hmm. editing that's Mm -hmm. getting simpler. You know, a lot of people. But how do you make that transition? Why? Why would you recommend that? Maybe a more professional approach. Number one, like I just mentioned, the space to record in is a huge factor. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say you're recording in your living room and there's dump trucks that go by or birds and you know dogs barking in the middle of in the middle of summer crickets everywhere yes i know know? my dogs bark during meetings cicadas things like that you know there's so so many you specifically (laughs) went to system i did actually they're really (laughs) freaking loud funny side story i had an audio book that i was editing for someone that he submitted it to amazon Mm -hmm. audible and they rejected it because of crickets and cicadas because he was recording it in his living room no and uh, they could hear that stuff during the audiobook. So he That's probably amazing. paid me more money to take cicadas out than he would have paid to just have me record it in the first place. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> but he didn't want to re-record a whole book. Yeah. So he's just like, all right, well, uh, we're cool. doing this it's now. Well, it's cool, too, that Amazon actually does that QA check. Oh, yeah. They're, they're actually yeah. very strict. The amount of noise that's in there and and down to like, oh, you need two seconds before and after your chapters. And really? They're, yeah, they're very okay. particular about all that stuff. Well, so. yeah. And then you, you know, say you do try to do this on your own. You don't know any of these guidelines. So, you know, you do produce it on your own. You're excited. You think it did a great job. And then you go to upload it to Amazon and they have all these guidelines that you may not even know mm-hmm. about. Yep. Hmm. So going back to the, the space thing, like if people don't have those things under control, that means you're going to have to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's a purpose-built facility to accommodate yeah. having quiet recordings and, and free of noise and all of that stuff is, is super important. I have these conversations with filmmakers a lot where they're obsessed with the visual image, but people end up being a lot more forgiving of the visual part than mm-hmm. they are the of sound. the audio. Mm-hmm. If the audio is distorted or if it's inaudible, they'll tune out. Right. You know, they'll, they'll be a lot more yeah. forgiving of, oh, the lighting's bad or whatever. But That's a good if, point. You know, as soon bad, as don't... you pick like a low budget movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. as soon as that intro music starts, you're like, nope, turn it off. Bad I'm decision. <laughs> you knew. You yeah. know, it's a bad, you know. That is so true. Now that you now that you mentioned that, I can really see that. You know, that's the that's the the biggest thing that is a turnoff when I'm watching movies. If the audio doesn't line up, yeah. if it's mm-hmm. the oh music God, doesn't yes. sound right. Yeah. I mean, if it's the just... dialogue's too quiet or whatever. Right. Like, if you can't hear it. It's pointless unless you're going to turn the subtitles on, you know. Better have some good visuals. Yeah. 
Well, we want, you know, and that's so true. You, you're doing this podcast to reach people, you know, to help them in various ways. You, mm-hmm. you don't want them turned off by it. You don't yeah. you want the audio to be just right. I mean, that's, that's a case in itself to have it professionally done, you know, or at least get assistance with it. I'm sure what, uh, what we're hearing in our ears today isn't exactly what comes across in the podcast <laughs> without that professional editing. Yeah, and saying in your ears kind of spark something for me because the fact of the matter is where are people listening to podcasts mostly? They're probably either in their, in their car or they're listening in earbuds. Right. And once you have earbuds like right by your eardrums, you can hear every little mm. detail, you know. That's a good point. So we get through the production, whether you do it yourself or you go somewhere more professional. Um, how do you actually host your podcast or distribute it? You know, ours lives on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, on our website. That was a nice plug page. there. <laughs> Could you give the website <laughs> no, too, please? You can, also, you can like, you can share, subscribe, review. No, I'm just kidding. But just, you know, so we have a real life example here. That's where we distribute our podcast. But how do you really decide where to distribute and how, how do you decide where to host and go about actually? doing that yeah so i mean there's a couple ways to go about it Uh, number one you got to kind of know where your audience is and sometimes that can be difficult to determine but depending Mm -hmm. on what your subject matter is and there are services out there i won't name any specifically but there's tons of them out there if you just do a google search but there's services out there that will distribute to we support both oh that's right equal opportunity search engine (laughs) they will basically farm it out to a variety of different sources. So if you want it on iTunes, if you want it on Stitcher or Spotify or whatever, um, they'll just pump it out to all of those places simultaneously and you don't have to worry about, you know, I have to have a login for all these separate websites and I have to individually upload to all these websites. It's Mm -hmm. a pain to do that. Oh, yeah. So having a single point source that you could just upload it to one place and it farms it out to all those other places and then your audience is bigger too because you have, you know, I'm sure most people have one specific place that they listen to podcasts. They're not going to listen to this one on this place and this one on this place. Like I, uh, for the longest time, I used a a service called Stitcher. I've been an Android user my entire life and I just switched to iPhone. iPhone. Oh my goodness. How does that feel? Um, I don't know. I'm still kind of getting. You're still used on the fence. It. I'm, I'm it's getting been used like to it. two months. Are you not used to it yet? Um. Well, I used Android for like oh ten gosh. years oh since day one. Are when you did Android back? come out? It's not that. No, uh, not anytime soon. But it's a phone. You know, phone's a phone. But there's little differences. <laughs> but so, um, the whole time I was on Android, I used this this app called Stitcher, and then I got onto Apple, and I just started doing Apple Podcast. You know, they both have their pluses and minuses, but certain things might only be on one. Or like Joe Rogan's show is a perfect example. He's on Spotify, and that's it. Yeah. You Do know, you he's think gotten because a, we plugged his show, he could plug ours? I, I'm counting Joe. on Joe! <laughs> Give us a call, Joe! <laughs> but uh, Spotify is kind of a new contender, too. They didn't used to do yeah. podcasts until fairly recently, and now they've added a video element also that you can have a, a video playing on Spotify with yeah. your... With your well, that's a great segue. What do you think about video? Um, fan, not a fan? Should we add it to the podcast? Should we not? It it really uh, depends on, again, kind of who your audience is and, and where a lot of people listen. I mean, obviously, for me personally, I am listening to podcasts when I'm like cutting the grass or mm-hmm. doing the dishes or mm-hmm. driving in my car, all things that I, I can't. that's pretty common. Yeah. yeah. I can't watch anything while I'm doing that. But you on the sure other hand, you've yeah. got a lot of people that listen to podcasts like on YouTube. 
and it just inherently has a video element to it. So mm -hmm. I think it really depends on what the content is in, in terms of if you need that element or not, you yeah. know. But if you're having content that has a visual element to it, Mm -hmm. that you need to explain certain things or show people certain things, and obviously a video element is yeah. going to be good. But I don't think it's a it's a deal breaker. It's not like a, a right answer, I don't yeah. think. Like you said, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends on the content. And there's no problem trying both. You know, see what works for you. You right. may not even be comfortable with mm -hmm. a video podcast. That would probably be a little weird for a lot of people. Um, but, you know, you may see more engagement if people are actually seeing your face or if you're showing a presentation mm -hmm. or have a really cool background in your podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you might find out that just an audio podcast is just as well for you. Yeah, and you could just kind of think of it as added value. You know, you yeah. could do it. That doesn't mean people have to watch it. Yeah. But it's there if, if they want to. That's true. You know. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So say you're ready to go ahead and record a podcast. It's your first first go around. You want to get a little help. How do you find someone that can help you record a podcast? And like you said, I actually really liked your, your explanation earlier about how there's places you can go that just farm it out for you from a distribution standpoint. How do you go about finding these resources? Uh First of all, you go to lexiconservices.com <laughs> and you contact us okay, and have great. us do it for okay, you. Let me write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give me that website again, yeah. please? Lexiconservices.com. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know, we, we have a, a team here, myself included, mm -hmm. uh, that's well-versed in, in pulling that off. But any place that is a, a studio – Okay. Uh, some, Search for studios in your area. Yeah, if if you don't have uh, ability to come to Lexicon, for example, um, but you do virtual, you know. That's right. Um, but yeah, any any recording studio is going to be able to to handle that. To handle virtual guests, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had a couple when you know Michelle from Repink was here. She called in, and we were able to get her on the show virtually. So mm -hmm. that was yeah, nice. and that's that's a thing too. It's like there's a lot of of especially during COVID, a lot of places yeah. that are exclusively. Virtual, virtual, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and and what I've seen a lot of people doing too is that they will all record on their own end and do like maybe a Zoom or a phone conference or whatever, oh. and everybody records themselves individually, and then whoever's editing it puts, puts it, it together. all together. Mm -hmm. um, because you know, if if everybody's cool. like, I think we're used to hearing a guest on a phone, or we're used to hearing a guest on Zoom or whatever. The the quality is not the greatest, but, you know, we deal with it because it's normal now. Um, but if everybody is on Zoom or everybody's on the phone, I think it gets a little grating for the listener. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot better if people have that ability to record themselves at home, even if it's, you know, it's as simple as doing voice memo on your phone and mm -hmm. putting it right in front of you. It's still going to sound better than the phone or something like right. that. Right. Um, if you don't have like access to a decent microphone or a, a app to record on your computer or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but if everybody records on their end and you can put it all together, then you're going to have a better product. Because, you know, especially in this day and age where not everybody can get together in the same room, that may be your only option for podcasts. Yeah. Let's talk about mistakes. I always like to hear. <laughs> I know we make quite a few of those. But no one will ever know because Justin edits Let's them talk out. about how much Justin has to do on I know. Yes. That's why Justin... <laughs> so, this is why Justin works at home every week, and like you said, because Brad and I mess up all the time. It takes him hours but we upon sound hours. Perfect, right? We do because he makes us sound. He's going to cut this part out, so <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Well, do you have any stories or or any advice for others out there trying this? How do how do they limit those mistakes or common mistakes that they would make? I don't think I would tell people to try and limit those mistakes just because 
I think the most engaging podcasts are going to be as natural as possible. And you want people to be themselves. Mm -hmm. So if I'm telling people about recording a podcast, I don't want to get in their head and say, okay, make sure you do this. (laughs) Make sure you don't do this because then they'll just be thinking about it. Oh, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then they'll do it. And then they'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. So It always happens that way. Yeah, I try not to to get people to to think too much, you know, because they want to be thinking about what they're going to say. So that kind of all falls back on me to cut out all the superfluous stuff, you know. Lots of I'll take out ums and uhs and hesitations and things like that just to make it flow Flow easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of my work is removing yeah. <laughs> those little things. Fixing all of our I mistakes. feel like after you edit, I'm a completely different person. I know. It's not even me. It's no. not even my true – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you do a great job. Um, no, but I think, I think you gave us some really good tips. At the end of the day, something I really want to walk away with, and I think, you know, listeners, too, what you just said, Justin, just be yourself. Just go with it. Just talk. You know what I mean? Don't feel like you're forced to follow a script or you have to – make a certain point I think we all feel more comfortable and like we do a better job speaking and presenting Mm -hmm. when we just we know what we're talking about and we kind of go with the flow you know Mm -hmm. and like like Justin said that's what professionals are here for they can edit everything out they can get you to that end goal even if you don't feel you're getting there yourself yep what about you Brad what'd you learn today I learned quite a bit. I learned that I really appreciate Justin. I know. <laughs> I had no idea you would be able to hear cicadas outside. Like, that's a good one, yeah. too. I you Actually, really I thought he was joking when he first said that, <laughs> but then he gave a story that backed it yeah, up, no, and then I was like, monsters. that must be true. So <laughs> He was very particular, so it must be true. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was – I laughed really because I thought it was odd that you would pick something so yeah. specific, and I was like, that's funny. But then there was a story behind He's it. Got a Oddly enough, I, I just did that again. Really? This week, too. they're quite the that was, a, uh, that was an outdoor recording. Even, wow! But luckily, they they're easy to get right rid now? of. Like, it's so fascinating to me, like the layers. You know, oh, you're yeah. clearly things are happening in the background, and you're removing those background noises without you know impacting the actual voice or yeah. what's happening. All of that is just so yeah, interesting. It's, it's to kind me. of the uh, funny thing about my job. Like, if I'm doing it right, people don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's a good point. They don't pay attention to all the work that I put in unless they're like sitting there. Unless they find something bad, unless they find like you said, like on Netflix or wherever you find something bad, and then you're Mm -hmm. like, "Hmm." but then when it is bad, they're like, it's the end of the world. We appreciate you. Yeah. Does that mean when I say like right now, I just cleared my throat? Does that mean you edit that out? Yeah. But like, you won't edit out my voice. You'll just edit out the background well, noise of it's, someone it's, clearing their throat and Brad could be talking at the same that's time. That's kind of interesting that you brought that up because I'm always playing a balancing game. Yeah. Like, because sometimes the fix is worse mm. than just leaving it, you know? Okay. So I always have to make a judgment call on, well, let's say somebody trampled on somebody else <laughs> speaking or something like that, yeah. you know? Sometimes if I try and edit that stuff out, it doesn't sound good, so I just leave it as is. Yeah, but again, it sounds you know, more real. It's this isn't a radio commercial; it's a podcast. So to a certain extent, you're expecting certain things, right? You know, because people part are of the in here having conversations. So right. yeah, yeah, you just kind of expect things to happen that way. Okay, it makes and, me feel better about my own performance. Yeah. It makes you feel more relaxed, like I can mess up even more. Now. I know. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> you Ooh, just caused a bunch of work for off. you. All the pressure's gone. <laughs> Check Emmy, <laughs> here we come. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much. That was great. I yeah, learned awesome. quite a bit. And awesome. 
you know, I think especially, you know, that need for that professional to come in and really help with those things. I could see it being so upsetting, you know, you putting the time in, doing your podcast, you go to listen to it yourself and you're hearing all this background noise. Yeah, you're you hearing hear all cows this, in the background. Yeah, yeah. Cows, <laughs> cows and crickets. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, probably next time we'll put you back behind the scenes, not because you did bad today, but because you're an asset behind the wall, you know? So right. are you going to be super wink, critical wink. of your own since you, you actually probably. spoke during this? You're going to be oh, of course. super critical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be painful. I mean, it, just don't listen to it. I won't. I just just don't edit this one. <laughs> oh, somebody else do this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I did. I I have heard photographers don't like to edit pictures of themselves. Oh. So I don't know if it would be the same for audio. Um. Yeah. And like as a musician, I recording my own stuff. I hate working on my own material. Yeah. But at the same time, I also don't want anyone else to work on it because I'm a perfectionist. Your, yeah, so I think like, this is a baby. whole new podcast that we're going to have to have about you, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm also a musician. You can find my work at justinfisher.com. No, that one was already taken, actually. Work. Yeah, you just now, – now you don't even know where you've <laughs> no, taken people. I don't know where people. I just sent people. Yeah, you don't do that. That's, <laughs> do we should be careful with those Hold type on, Brad's of – Actually, <laughs> funny side story. So there's a, a kind of like, you know – Internet movie database, you know. You know? Oh, yeah. So there's, lots of things. There's like another one like uh, for one. for album credits, especially these days. It's like ah. you can't get credits for anything because everything's streaming, so you can't read the liner notes anymore. So there's a couple sites out there. One of them is called allmusic.com where everybody's mm. got their credits. So there's another Justin Fisher out there who's the bass player of the band Nerf Herder. No. <laughs> and since we have the same we name, all of our site. credits are like all mashed together. Oh, like all really? his, his records are on my name and my records are on you his just name. Go just, a big just go with it. Just go with it. Yeah. He probably hates you. He he's, more, he's more famous than me. So it <laughs> works out in, Not anymore. in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Justin Fisher and the other Justin Fisher, thanks for being on the show yes. today. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in for another episode of The Lex Factor. And we will talk with you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.